Step into the Parenting Cipher, your friendly space where we break down special education terms, spotlight vital resources, and support you in championing your child's success at home and school. It's like catching up with an old friend who truly gets it. Each episode is tailored to uplift and strengthen your entire family. We also feature insightful experts to shed light on the essential services your child can benefit from. Join our growing community. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Your input shapes our journey. Let's navigate, learn, and grow together. Hello, everyone. We're back to school, right? We're back to school. We've been in it for a week or a couple of weeks. And let me just tell you, um, I have a whole routine that I do before the kids actually go into school in like the first couple of weeks. Um, Because one of the main things that we all have to recognize is we're creating a team around our child, right? And what happens when you have to onboard a new team member? You have to introduce yourselves. Um, A lot of times we assume as parents that you got the IEP, you have the individual education plan, you went over my child's Fold files and folders. You talk to their previous teachers if they're in the same school, right? Um, or you review their files if they're coming in from another school um, before they get there, right? However, that's not always true. As well as whose point of view and whose story, who's telling the story about your child. And one of the things that I have a long time ago um, with my boys is that for people to make assumptions about my child. So I start a new routine. Um, My son Xavier is now going to middle school and it's a new school. And, you know, even without him going to a new school, we always had a routine of, hey, this is who my son is. So how do you introduce your child to a new teacher? Um, I typically write a letter, but I also introduce themselves. Um, And it's just important because it sets the tone Um, as coming out as an active parent, willing to to collaborate with them, um, as well as humanizing your child. Now, what do I say that? I think that when sometimes with teachers is they just have an influx of students. Um, And as well as they talk to the previous teacher, good experience. Does that show your child 100%? Not so much sometimes, right? But initiating a conversation, starting that communication, relationship, relationships are built on communication, right? Sometimes it's who initiates it to set that sets the tone, right? Um, it's just like when you decide you want someone to be your friend or you decide that you have to work with somebody and uh, you don't know, right? We introduce ourselves, you know, um, it's a tool that introduction is a tool that we use all the time. Um, And it's a great one to also teach your child on how to introduce themselves. Um, Setting that stage for when you get to the IEP meeting. So you won't be sitting in an IEP meeting, assuming that they know that they've read everything in the reports, assuming that now they've gotten to know your child, you know, um, assuming that they see what you see. You know what they say about assumptions. Yeah, I know. You make an ass out of me. 
So I would always, I'm always an advocate of introduction. So let's get into it. The parent's letter of introduction. This is my favorite part. Um, so in this letter, right, of course, your purpose is to explain some of your child's interests, maybe a brief, a brief history of their educational journey, um, specific triggers or challenges they face, um, hobbies and activities that they enjoy, and your hopes and aspirations for the upcoming school year. Um, so let's go through each one briefly. So I just wrote my son's introduction letter. And for his, his strengths, and you know, I talked about the skills that he's been working on. So for instance, I said that Xavier loves history. Um, Xavier is now reading at a Lexel reading level at, I think it's a 510, right? So they can have an idea of what reading level is on because my son doesn't test well. Hands down, not at all. He, he just don't test well. Um, uh, we are realizing that he has test anxiety. So when I talked about his triggers or his challenges, I mentioned that he had anxiety. Um, I mentioned that my son has new skills that he's not confident in and that he will withdraw and that he needs someone to remind him that he's really hard and that he needs to think about all the things that he does that page and say, what is the simplest and easiest thing on this page for me to do? Just to get him started um, when I talk about his challenges or his triggers. Um, I also let them know that he get overwhelmed from a lot of noise, especially when it's loud and that he may need to take a break. Um, is it possible for them to identify someone that could be his go-to person? Um, in that section, I put that under support. So not only do I list the strengths and challenges, I also mention his the support that he needs. Why is this important? Yes, that your child has an IP. They may have read it. They might not have read it. We don't know. However, you saying this is how my child receives support in the best way, it pulls it out as well as because it's a new teacher, they haven't, have not experienced your child. Something happens, for instance, for my, for my son, it possibly could be first period, second period, third period, everybody's loud, everyone's loud, so much noise. He's, hand, he's, he's doing his best, but he's getting overwhelmed. Now we get to the end of the day. And someone says something to him that comes out of left field and he is over it and he wants to leave. I tell my son, when you get, when you start feeling like you're getting overwhelmed and you want to leave, who is your person? So me stating that in the letter at the beginning of the school, and let's be clear, everybody, I know we're in it. Still the beginning of the school year. You still have that opportunity, especially depending on when your next IEP meeting is. Um, for me, it's going to be later this month. For others, it may be in October or November. But you want to set this tone of collaboration as well as, hey, this is how my, my, my child shows up. Okay? This is what I see as a parent. So once again, when you're crafting that parent's letter of introduction, you're providing your an interest, their triggers or challenges, and how can they support your child? as well as their hobbies and activities outside of school. And I'll also add at the end of it, your hopes and aspirations for the upcoming school year. So what is the one goal or two, depending on what it is, 
that you want to see for your child. I feel like that sets this expectation um, with the teachers and the IEP team. Um, if you're a parent for me, you know, my goal for this year is that my son maintains his, his progress as well as increases to another grade level. Um, why? Because one of the things with children in special education is the expectations that the system, as well as data, has set for them, especially for children, right? Um, even without um, special education needs, there is tons of data that states African-American children do not perform well. African-American children are behind. Now, let's be honest. Like, this is not a racial conversation. It's not so much as African-American children cannot be on par with their peers. It's more of a systematic education of inequitable education. That's one of the key things. And even more so when you have a child who is in a special education system. Okay. Um, So it's something that me as a special education advocate, I'm always paying attention to that. And one of the main ways that I do that is to let you know that I know my child is capable as long as he has the supports that he needs. So that's how you create your letter of introduction. Um, You can go to the parent cipher or in these notes of these show notes at the end of the show. um, I'm going to provide a template. So I have one that's like a nice little cute Canva, you know, one pager. And I also have a letter. So I also suggest that you create, right? Why? Because this gives one, it gives your child a voice. Um, two, they get used to introducing themselves. Um, three, it's a fun activity, especially when your child isn't always sees themselves in the best light. Like they have low self-confidence or low self-esteem. So it's a, it's an activity that they get to know themselves as well as showing like, hi, I'm really interested in being in your class. Or it could be high, you know, I have reservations about being in your class, whatever it looks like, but it's a great activity to do with your child. And um, what I do is for them, I ask my son, like, what are the things that you love about school? And my son said nothing. So I said, well, what do you like about if you didn't if you didn't have anyone in the classroom too much and maybe just one person, what would you like about school? And he said, Well, I love history. I said, Okay, what else do you like? He was like, I love science. So that's how we figured out what the things that he loved about school. There's some aspects of the whole idea of school, depending on your child's journey. Mm, not too sweet. Not too sweet. So this kind of gets them warmed up. Um, I also asked them like. If you had to pick a friend, what would they be like? That's something I put in the letter. My son doesn't normally click with children his own age. It's just a, it's just a thing. Um, and and when he does, sometimes there's some social difficulties um, as far as him uh, him understanding cues, or in some ways, him understanding cues but not knowing how to navigate them. So. Making friends is challenging for him. Does he want to make friends? Most definitely. But he is a self-isolator. You know, when he eats lunch, he'll eat by himself. But it's important for him to think about what kind of friends would he have? Because depending on your child's diagnosis, that's going to be one of the things that the team is going to be concerned with. Um, Even without my son being diagnosed, um, 
that's something that the staff will always talk about was, you know, he doesn't make friends. He's by himself. So having your child say, this is the kind of friend I would like to have, it's easy for the school to pair him with someone that he may get along with. So, you know, it increases his chances of making friends, right? Um, ask your child, what would they wish their teacher knew about them? You know, um, and it could be anything. But if they were to share a tidbit, what would it be? Um, also, ask your child, what are their hopes for the year? Um, that's just an important piece, especially if it's a bad experience, mid or good. For my son, he hopes for this year that he um, he's able to make one friend, <laughs> but that he's able to do all his work, his A's um, and B's. So having this letter created by your child and have your child take it to the teacher is informative for the teacher. Um, and once again, remember, we're building communication skills. We're building um, our team. We're getting them to know us and our child. So timing is crucial, but what I would say is aim for a time before the IEP meeting to get your letters out um, so they can read them. Um, I will also say that for your child, have, it, have them hand deliver them. For me, I email my letter, and what I did this year is I emailed the letter to my child's caseworker um, because I didn't have the the teacher's emails yet. Um, however, once the teacher started to email me, I started to email them the letters as well. Um, I don't, for my letters, I don't typically do not, you know, hand deliver them. <laughs> I just send them via email. And for my son, I have him actually put it in his folder, and I'll tell him to give it to his teacher. If your child is in middle school, they have more than one teacher. Um, what I did with my son is we gave it to his homeroom teacher, um, and then we made copies for his other teachers. Um, but for my for parent to parent to staff letters, I always like to email them because um, I can see we're not, and it's also a record. It's recorded, and it can be easily shared by other staff members. So in my case. When I didn't know who the teachers were, I sent it to the case manager who sent the notes. Um, that was okay for me, but I'm a type of person I really want to know that you saw the letter. So I did, you know, send letters out to everybody once I started to get their emails and my son's schedule was solidified. So now, knowing this about the letters, they're setting that tone for the IEP meeting that's coming up, right? So... One, you have your IP, right? You know what the expectations are. But the other part of the letter that I love is, let's say your child has a goal on the IEP before they they went on summer break. And your child has, 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 new, has been working on these goals all summer long, not in school. For me, for my son, we did it um, with private tutors. So in my letter, what I did was I told them what he was capable of. I was like, he can do addition with with borrowing. He can do three-digit multiplication. He can do um, long division. Um, on his IP, it doesn't say that he's able to do that because he wasn't able to do that when he left, but now he is. So that's something that you want to reference. You know, Use that letter as a reference when your IEP meetings, right? Because sometimes what your child knows, and then you go into a setting that they're not familiar with, or they don't, they're not confident in their skills, and they don't know 
what they know. So they know it, but they don't know that they know it. And they're used to not knowing. So it's like a lot of not knowing here, right? So imagine that you know how to do a math problem, but you only do it with this teacher and you only do it in this setting. And now you're in a classroom and you're looking at someone else's page and you're like, I don't know how to do this. That's why in my letter, I told them that my son has new skills, but he's not confident in those skills, right? Um, that's something that's going to carry over into that IEP meeting. When you're noting or telling them what your child knows or has learned during that summer. So when you get to the IEP meeting, that's something that you can discuss because you can also go back to your letter. Um, before you get to the IEP meeting, send out these letters. What is it doing? It's opening dialogue. And it's saying that you want to collaborate with them, um, which will make the IEP meeting just at another level, um, as well as creating a space of collaboration as a parent. And let's be honest with I'm going to be honest with you. Being engaged as a parent doesn't mean you have to be a specialist. Just like I always say, be a specialist in your child, right? If you're working with your child, then you know some things. If someone else is working with your child and you're having conversations, bring that over into that letter. Um this letter is a snapshot of what they may have learned and during the summer, as well as what challenges that may have manifested during the summer, um, as well as sometimes the IEP says certain things, right? For instance, I think my son has a, he has a behavioral goal of being able to understand when people are using um, inferences so many times. Now, at this point, during the summer, he really understands the inferences. His goal should possibly be, um, for him, socially, would be he understands inferences and he understands tone. But sometimes he's not sure if he's understanding it. You know what I'm saying? So he'll ask a clarifying question. Depending on the person he's talking to, that could come off kind of like, are you trying to be smart? Are you trying to be difficult? So, you know, it all depends on how people receive questions. But, you know, that's a whole thing. Um, that's something that I bring out and I put in that letter. But doing these introductory letters to the people that are working with your child is such an important piece of building that initial conversation, at least to that IEP meeting, um, as well as your child being able to say, hey, this is me, um, and feeling as though they're part of, of of the collaboration. Because yes, we're creating a team around our children, but uh, you know, they're the key team member. So, you know, depending on your child's level of participation, you know, it could be something as simple as a page, it could be a one pager. Um, I do have um I do have a, a whole bunch of templates for children to introduce themselves um, that I will drop the link at the end of this show in the show notes. And um, I want everyone to remember that, you know, be open and positive. This is a collaboration. This is not a confrontation. So with that being, right, you know, this is the parent cipher. So we always drop a song into, you know, into the cipher and the cipher song today is going to be Bag Lady by Erica Badu, okay? And my favorite lyric out of that is, you know, Bag Lady, you're going to hurt your back. Dragging all them bags like that. 
I guess nobody ever told you all you must hold on to is you, is you, is you. And with that, everyone, let's not drag them bags from last school year with us. You know what I'm saying? It's going to break our backs It's going and it's going to hurt our spirits. So, you know, put those bags down. You know what I'm saying? Pick a couple of things out that bag you want to carry on to this new school year. Okay? And as usual, always remember, be kind to yourself and your child. And until next time, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to The Parenting Cypher. Are you feeling inspired, excited? We're here for you every step of the way. If you found value in today's conversation, hit that subscribe button and drop us a glowing five-star review. Together, we're growing an incredible community dedicated to understanding and support. For an extra boost, don't forget to check out the resources in the show notes. Remember, every day is a journey. Cherish each moment and be kind to yourself and your child. Until we meet again, take care.